I sit down so if anybody wanted to sing, uh, <laughs> Harrison, you or Lauren, anybody want to? <laughs> well, what do you want to hear? <laughs> Okay. Uh, what we play? Court Z. <laughs> that the Z that would put everybody to sleep. That's what it is. It's Z's. Okay. Good morning. It's good to see everybody out this morning. Uh, sort of one of these days. I got a full day. I come from Pleasant Hill and here. I got to go back to Pleasant Hill. They're having. Homecoming for their meal, then having decoration this afternoon, and then back here tonight. And of uh, beat it all, the uh, guy from Rogers will call me yesterday and said that the churches here in this parish was having a get together at uh, four o'clock today. I said, Paul, I've got a full day tomorrow, so I don't think I'll be there. So, anyway, it is good to see everybody out today. Maybe the rain is broken and the house and We'll have some of that heavenly sunlight, sunshine that we sang about. So, as we go into our service, uh, <clears throat> go to the Lord in prayer, of course. Uh, Joyce had her surgery Friday, and I apologize. I forgot all about it. I, I had to meet with my insurance guy here in Rogersville, and then some other errands, and when... Irene called me. I just happened to think well, that was today. So I, I should have been down there and I forgot her. And I apologize to Joyce for that. So she's still doing okay. Uh, she's still okay. Then, uh, Tom, you got the June the 7th. Okay, remember Tom on June the 7th. And uh, Bonnie goes on June the 8th uh, for her surgery. And uh, I didn't get the last name, uh, Jenny Michelle is having surgery the 13th. Do you know her last name? I, I, huh? Oh, oh, that Michelle, okay, I didn't know. Uh, so she's having surgery on the 13th. So that maybe any other surgeries that we need to look at. Get these out of the way. Uh, who else do we need? Uh, how's Bob doing? Fire. Okay. Want to remember Bob. And, uh, others that we need, uh, of course, most of these have been in our uh, prior chain or list for several uh, weeks, but we still want to remember them. Uh, Brenda, are you still taking... 40 pills a day? Yeah. So we want to remember Brenda that uh, they find out what uh, will bring your problem to an end and get you off all of these pills. Uh, others we need to lift up. George's having cataract surgery? No. Just... Now, where's that wind done at? Kingsport. Now, did you say Thursday? Did you say Thursday? 
So remember, Georgia, she has eye surgery this Thursday. Uh, other? Sammy Warner? Yeah. He's out of church and he, he needs to get back into church. So this is not a health, but just a no. concern that his life, okay. Others? Just remember, uh, Roger for Bosmith, uh, he has to go back to Alabama today. It'd be about two hours on down the road from where he was. So okay. Remember, Bose, he goes back to. Alabama, his work. Others? Remember my brother-in-law, Chris Bailey. Chris, mm -hmm. C-H-R or K-R-I? Uh, C-H-R-I-S? Phelan, F-A-L-L? F-A-L-I-M. Others? David Solomon. Yeah, he had back surgery Friday. That's Christmas Day. Okay. Remember Kathy Lawson, my cousin. Kathy Lawson, okay. How's she getting along? She's doing better. I just wish she'd start coming back to church. But she is back in Rogersville, right? Yeah, okay. Others. What's the name? Bad. Okay, number uh, uh, Josh's dad. Yeah. Uh, other surgeries. So remember Josh's dad died on that uh, surgery. Others we need to lift up. Who was that? Miss Bain. Miss Liza. Okay, so remember her and the. She's back in the hospital, so pray that uh, things will get better with her. Others? Remember our country. Country, yes. We're certainly in need of prayers. Uh, remember our church. Let me tell you, uh, conference voted, well, <laughs> on this uh, issue about rewriting the Book of Discipline to allow the uh, homosexuality and uh, activities into the church. They voted to name a committee, put it off to 2018 to re-evaluate. I don't know why you have to re-evaluate it. It's pretty, to me, black and white, because it's wrong. But anyway, they voted to do it in 2018. You know, we talked about once before here, that when you're faced with a decision and you don't have the guts to make a decision, what do you do? You name a committee. Just kick it down the road and let somebody else worry with it. So that's what they did. So uh, the rewriting or rewording of the uh, book of this one has been postponed for two years and we'll go through this whole thing again. So eventually it's got to be yay or nay, and I don't know why they keep putting it out, but uh, like I say, they don't have the backbone to stand up and do what needs to be done, so uh, this is just a trend of the time, seems like. So, okay, any other prior requests we need to, I want to
just happened to think of that. So, any unspoken? Let's also remember the ones who are not with us today, whether it be travel or maybe their job or just whatever uh, their reason. Let's remember that they will be back with us as soon as possible. So, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Almighty God, as we come tonight or today in your presence, we just ask that you would continue to bless us as you have in the past. We thank you for your son and for what he means and what he does for each one of us. No matter what our need may be, we know that whenever we call upon him that he is there for us and with us. There's nothing too big or too small for him. And we just look to him, Father, each day. As we rise in the morning, we just place that day in God's hand and let him lead and guide us to do the things that he would have us to do that we need to do to live the life that we need to live and to also Lead the life that will be an example to those that we come in contact with so that they might notice and see that there's something different about us. And we would have that opportunity to tell them that the difference that they're seeing in this and us is your son, Jesus Christ, that we're living for him. We're working for him. And we might ask them to come and join us and be a part of the joy that he brings to us. So, Father, we just place our life each day into your hands and just ask that you would lead and guide us down the pathway that you would have us to travel. We lift up these names today of the friends and loved ones who are suffering illnesses and other problems in their life. Some who have an indifference and have no desire to be in your house on times that the church doors are open. We pray that, Father, we can reach them and turn them around. Be with this church, this congregation. Help us to be the example in this community that would in some way influence someone's life that would bring them into a relationship with you and your son. Be with us tonight, Father, as we gather for our singing. Bless the singers and bless those who will be here just to be blessed by the ministry of music that will be present tonight. Gather with us Wednesday night as we gather for our uh, Wednesday night Bible study. And be with us next Sunday as we gather to observe Youth Sunday. Let us come out, Father, and support the youth of this church as they will be conducting the services next Sunday. Let them know how much we appreciate, how much they are meaning to this church by doing the different jobs and bringing the messages that need to be brought. Father, bless each one who will be participating in the service this coming Sunday. And may they continue to grow in their commitment, in their dedication, their service to you.
Now go with us, Father, through this remainder of this day and this service. Bless us as you have in the past. These things we ask in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. At this time, we'll receive our morning tithes and offerings. Ushers will come forward. Our Father, as we again receive this offering in your Son's name, we do so, Father, with a thankful heart, for He has done so much to us, given so much to us, Bless us in so many ways. Now may we, through this offering, be able to help someone in need today. And they have come to know that your son loves them, cares for them, as does this congregation. So Father, as we receive this offering today, in your son's name, we do so with a thankful heart for what he has done for each one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <laughs> Today, being the Sunday prior to our Memorial Day weekend, as we gather today in preparation for next week and the events that will be taking place and the uh, gatherings that we may be going to, uh, it's a time next week in which we pause to pay honor and our respect uh, and appreciation to the fallen men and women of our armed forces who have made so many sacrifices and done so much for us that uh, we give them this day to just say thank you for what you have done for us. And uh, so today, uh, as we look about the men and women of the armed forces and the battles that they have fought, I wanted to sort of bring into focus maybe the fact that we are also 
soldiers or warriors for God. We are, we are warriors in the army of God. We're fighting every day uh, for the kingdom and for what God stands for and trying to win over the evils that the devil always throws at us. And I wanted to read to you uh, a familiar passage that we're all familiar with. You've heard it over and over and uh, many times. So uh, here we go one more time. Uh, Sixth chapter of Ephesians, starting with verse 10 through 17. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins gird about you with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The Word of God for the people of God, and may God add His blessing to the reading of His Word. So today as we get ready to honor uh, next Sunday the soldiers, the men and women who have given so much for ourselves, for our lives, uh, we want to again turn our attention to the battle, not only the battles that they have fought and won and paid the price with their life or uh, injuries or whatever, and compare that or sort of contrast that to the battle uh, that we fight every day against the devil. Uh, talked about the wiles of the uh, wicked, the uh, luring that the world throws at us. And we know it's a constant bombardment that we always have to be on guard, be prepared, because we never know what angle or what approach the devil's going to take. He has many, many avenues to come at us. And he's not hesitant to use any and every one of them. Anything he can do to break us down, to bring us away from our commitment to the church, our commitment to Jesus Christ, to get us on that road to where we're drifting, falling away. So the devil is constantly on uh, work against us, doing all he can to do all we can. So that's why there in Ephesians, he tells us that we have, or we should be wearing the whole armor of God. Now, as we talk about our armed forces, we know they are well equipped. They are equipped to the hilt with all of the uh, things that they need for their protection. 
Well, do you think God's going to leave us unprotected? No, no way. Just as we equip our armed force members, God also equips the members of his army. And Ephesians here lists some of the things that he gives us to use when the devil comes at us. Uh, he gives us the equipment, the scripture, the things that we can use to ward off the attack that the devil is making against us. The first thing he said that we were to gird our waist, or we're to put around us, around our waist, uh, the waist of truth. Now, in this respect, truth represents integrity and honesty, uh, which would be certainly in a direct conflict with anything that the devil would be trying to present or propose to us. As long as we have our integrity and the honesty and we're standing upon the word of God, then that is the basic tool that we are to be girded with or that we are to be wearing. And it will never, it will never let us down. Now, uh, the scripture tells us uh, that uh, if we don't have these possessions, if we're not equipped with them, then uh, we're not going to be a successful warrior uh, out here in this world. We may put up a fight, but we want it to be a successful fight. We want it to be successful that uh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt in anybody's mind where we stand and also anyone that we get to come and to join God's army to come into his kingdom that there's no doubt in their mind that God can and will do everything that they desire if they will only put their faith and trust in him so we have to be above all we have to be uh, honest with people and we have to have the integrity to show that we are sincere that's the first thing that he mentioned uh, as far as the godly ornaments and armor that we need to wear or put around us. Then it's talked about put on the breastplate of righteousness. Now, said this doesn't really represent Christ. We all know he's 100% righteous. There's no doubt about any question or doubts about his righteousness. But it also, it shows that we have to be able to sell ourselves. If we can't sell ourselves, then how are we going to be able to sell Jesus Christ to anyone? If they can see that we haven't been completely changed, if we haven't completely come over to God's side, then why should they believe us? Why should they follow us? If we're not showing to them that we are completely sold over. We have made a 100% commitment. We have to have the ability to show and to show the righteousness that we possess and above all to sell it to these individuals that we're talking to. Then he went on to say we need to have our 
feet shod with the gospel of peace. Now, when we think of feet, what's probably one of the things that comes to our mind? A foundation. Our feet give us a foundation to stand on. If you notice, when you come in this morning, there are a foundation has been dug, or for a foundation has been dug outside the building here. If you don't have a good foundation, if you don't have something to stand on, you're not going to have a strong commitment. You're not going to have any strength at all to come back to. So you've got to have the foundation to build on. And when you think of feet or footers, like the, for the building, then you've got to have that basic concept to build upon. And that is what and why we need to have our feet ready to go. Ready to go wherever. Wherever we need to go. Also, when we think of defeat or foundation, we also think of mobility. The ability to go from one place to the next, to move around, to go where God sends us, to go where we need to be. And that comes from having uh, the proper footwear or to be shod in, in the proper footwear where we can go wherever God may send us. So he gives us the ability to travel, to traverse back and forth from place to place and to take his word, not our word, but to take his word. And that's what we're doing. We're, we're taking the word of God. Of course, we can throw in some of our thoughts, some of our ideas, but basically we're taking with us the word of God, the infallible word of God. And that's what he has given us our feet, our mobility to do is to go back and forth wherever we're needed. Then he talked about the shield of faith. Now we all imagine, or well, don't imagine, we know, we've seen a shield is basically used to do what? To fend off whatever, hold up, and whatever may be thrown at us, uh, an arrow shot at us, a weapon of some kind of a, you know, bullet or something fired at us, we would, we would say, take the shield to fend it off, to knock it aside. So the uh, shield, God gives us that shield to cast off whatever and everything that the devil may throw at us. And we know that the things that he throws are many. Fast and furious, they come at us from every direction. So we have to yield that shield as best we can. Because we never know what's coming next. But we do know that God has given us, God has provided for us the protection and 
we could say that his word is the shield that we use. Remember when Jesus was out in the desert and he was tempted? What did he do to the devil? How did he fend off his temptations? He quoted scripture. He would... He used the word of God. The one thing the devil can't stand. The one thing that scares the devil to death is the word of God. So the shield that God gives us to use when we're tempted, whenever things go against us, is his word. Pick up, and we don't have to know the, the Bible in its entirety. We just, if we just have certain verses that would, you know, Fit, recall certain verses that would fit whatever the occasion may be at that time. That's, that's sufficient. Just knowing a particular verse that would handle whatever temptation the devil may be throwing at us at this particular time. So know the word of God. Know, know what he says to do in certain situations and how he tells you to react. The uh, helmet of salvation. Now, of course, we consider the helmet being a headgear, something we wear on our head or on our top. And back in the biblical days, the soldiers wore the headgears. Uh, and I guess some of them were maybe a little bit oversized. But they did it for a certain emphasis or a certain reason. And that was to make them appear bigger. To make them appear stronger than what they were. Imagine if you was to go out to fight one of the warriors. And you looked at him and he was wearing this humongous helmet. The first thing that will come to your mind is, it's too big for me. I need some help. So they would they would uh, wear an oversized helmet, sort of, I guess you could say, as a psychological weapon to sort of scare you down to where you thought or it appeared that the enemy you was facing was probably much bigger than what he really was. So really the helmet of salvation... Uh, was used for that particular reason to uh, make you look a lot bigger, more fearful, and try to scare away your advances or whatever uh, counterattack you were planning. Uh, it was designed more or less as a psychological movement or idea to scare you away. So our helmet of salvation again is just the word of God. Rely upon him to be with us through whatever. Then it went on to close out to say that the spirit sword which was the word of God uh, I saw in the commentary where it said this was the only piece of armor that was used or outlined to be an offensive weapon. 
all the other things were designed to protect or to uh, ward off, to be a protective armament or protective gear. But the Word of God is supposed or was used only, the only one that was used as an offense. Uh, and here again, it goes back to what offense are we using? The Bible, the Word of God. Like we mentioned a minute ago on the other, that knowing, knowing Scripture, knowing what God says, knowing how God tells you to approach or to attack certain situations is the best offense that we can use. So let's not, let's not put the Word of God aside and let's keep it handy. Let's study it. Let's see where God wants us to go by going to His Word and using His Word as a guide and letting us know just what's available for us and how we can go with each each thing that we do. So as we look ahead to next week being Memorial Day in which we honor all the sacrifices that these soldiers, the men and women have given for us, may we always be mindful of the godly warriors that are in this church, that have been in our families, that we are raising up in our children and grandchildren to be a warrior for God. Let us remember, what does it take? How are we going to equip them? How can we equip them? And let us never falter by going to the Word of God, and that's the only offense that we have, the only one that's going to be successful. Now, we may have other means that would sort of temporarily ward off, but the Word of God can completely wipe out, completely do away with the threat to where we won't be bothered anymore. And we can move on with our life and do, do the things that need to be done. And so today, as we get ready to next week honor and celebrate the things that our armed warriors have done, let us remember the warriors that are working every day in the army of God. Support, help them. But above all, join them. Do all you can. Evaluate this war and what am I doing? What more can I do? Is there more I can do? And make that commitment. That we're going to rise up to the rank of general and the army of God, leading people to know
salvation that God offers them, comforting people from comforting that's needed, but above all, just being there present when they're suffering, going through some downtime. But we're there for them. Yes, there's more. There's more to be a warrior for God than just fighting battles. Although we're in a constant battle every day. There's also compassion, respect for others, doing for others when they are beyond doing for themselves. That's what God that's what it means to be in the army of God. Making yourself available for whatever the, whatever the reason may be. And there are many, many opportunities out there. May we rise to the forefront. Offer ourselves. Be available whenever heaven needs. So as we sing our invitational hymn today, this is your invitation to make that commitment to dedicate yourself more and more fully serving whatever God calls upon you to be, whatever orders he may issue to you, that you will obey, that you will follow his orders. 3.62. That we stand in the
uh, win this battle. We're in prosperity. We lift up the names of our loved ones today who are suffering the health problems, the other difficulties in their life. That's something difficult for them. We lift up this church and this congregation and just ask that you will continue to bless each, the church and the congregation. Be with us tonight as we gather again for our singing. Wednesday night for Bible study, and then again next Sunday as we come out to uh, back up and support the youth people in this church as they bring the service to us. All these things, Father, we ask in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name.